0: BLOB TALK RADIO Revival Now Broadcast. My name is James Brandt, and I'm coming to you live from the Detroit, Michigan area. And oh my, the Detroit, Michigan Revival Experience last Saturday was amazing. I gotta say, it had to have been. In my personal opinion, it was it has been the best Detroit meeting yet. The, the presence of God was absolutely out of this world, of course the The gifts of the spirit were flowing, words of prophecy just just amazing. There was just a wave of glory that swept through that conference room. You know, I tell you what I got to tell you, I love working for the Lord Jesus Christ. Wow. Detroit, get ready. I'm getting ready to schedule another revival experience, and everybody listening to me, I don't care where you're from, you need to come to one of the revival experiences that I have scheduled. Now, listen to me. Let me go through my schedule here real quick. I might be coming to a city near you. Saturday, July 19th at 7 p.m., I'm going to be in the Houston, Texas area for a revival experience. It's going to be at the uh, Baymont Park Inn North Hotel and Conference Center. Oh, Houston, I'm telling you right now, Houston, I, I am fired up. I already have people who've contacted me and said, hey, we're going to be there. Or, hey, i got my hotel room already. I'm just going to stay the night in Houston. Again, wherever you are, if you're in the Houston area, great, come on out. If you're in another city, you need a touch from God. You want to experience the presence and power of God, get to these meetings. Houston, Texas, Saturday, July 19th, i I'm coming into your neighborhood. And then after that, the next one after that, that's scheduled is the Los Angeles, California area revival experience. Uh, specifically, I'm going to be in the Santa Ana, California area at the Courtyard Marriott. Uh, I love my West Coast meetings. And then after Los Angeles, the next one that I have scheduled so far is Portland, Oregon. I am extremely excited about that. I have never been to Oregon, never been to the Pacific Northwest, so this is going to be a first. Uh, I'm believing for uh, awesome prophetic declarations to come forth in the area for there to be an open heaven over the meeting in Portland, Oregon. Again, that is going to be Saturday, September. 13th in Portland, Oregon, at the Courtyard Marriott, right by the Portland International Airport. So get ready, Houston, Los Angeles, and Portland. It's going to be awesome. Also, uh, like I said, I'm getting ready to schedule the next Detroit area revival experience. Um, I have a date that I'm looking at, but I need to call and, and book that, get that ready to go. Also, I'm looking at other cities, uh, the Baltimore, Washington, D.C. area. I'm looking uh, into your neighborhood there. I would love to come to that region and, and ignite revival. Um, looking at other cities, I'm telling you, God is just awesome. Now, anybody listening to me, um, if you – have on your heart you've been following my ministry for a while now maybe you just found it and the Holy Spirit's just putting it upon your heart to say hey I want to bring James to my area whether it's a local church in your area or you want to sponsor a revival experience in in a local hotel conference uh, center in, in a room there if you have that on your heart I want you to contact me at pastor james brandt b r a n d t at gmail dot com pastor james brandt at gmail dot com now i'm telling you other times where i've come into places um, there's maybe a group of individuals and they split uh, the what it costs to bring me in some people have asked what does it cost what does it cost to bring James into an area for a revival experience it typically costs anywhere between probably six and seven hundred and fifty dollars and that's just traveling expenses I don't require anything up and beyond traveling expenses I simply want to come in and I want to ignite revival I want to be a blessing to your area I want to be a blessing to the people that will show up that's it that's what I want to do just traveling expenses. So you know what? You get a group of five or ten people. You get a group of ten people, that 750 bucks now becomes $75 a person, and, and it's totally doable. And I, I, I love connecting with individuals. I'm telling you, I have met the, some of the aw- awesomest people on the road. Tampa, Albuquerque, Joplin, Missouri. Man, I'm telling you, I, I just want to be a blessing in that area. So if you have it upon your heart to sponsor a revival experience, contact me. If Maybe if you're a pastor of a local church in an area and you want to bring me in, I would love to come and minister in your church. And the cool thing is I pastored for almost five years full-time. So, Pastor, I'm telling you, I can relate with the the struggles and, and, and everything that you 're going through as you 're trying to lead your local church, and I can be a tremendous blessing and come into your local church and feed the flock and and build a unity and, and, and ignite a hunger on the inside of them hallelujah so I, I tell you i 'm just so excited for what God is doing um, at the Detroit Revival experience. It was amazing we had some um ministers who were there from Florida, actually. They were in town in the area doing some ministry, and they, they showed up. A powerful man and woman of God and, and some other people from the local area that are just I, – I, I'm blessed. I am blessed. I'm telling you, I love working with the kingdom of God, for the kingdom of God, in the kingdom of God, and meeting awesome people who have a hunger and a desire for more of God. Now, for more information on my ministry, for more information on my schedule, and I do update my schedule on the two websites. I have two websites. You can go to, number one, JamesBrandt, B-R-A-N-D-T, B-R-A-N-D-T James org. Or you can go to RevivalPodcast.org. Now, I've had people um, contact me recently and say, hey, how can we give to your ministry online? Is there a way to do it? Yes, there is. I know I really haven't put an emphasis on, on receiving donations, but you know what? If, if, if you're listening to this broadcast and you want to partner with my ministry and, and what God is doing through me, uh, I would love for for you to partner with me and, and I just want to be a blessing to you uh, you can go to org, and right at the bottom of the home page there is a PayPal link just click on that and you can give using a major credit card or debit card and that would be a tremendous blessing to my ministry and help me go to more areas and, and just to do more in the kingdom of God how many of you know the gospel is free but promoting the gospel is not free all the time so That would be a tremendous blessing. And I want to thank everybody who has given to my ministry. You guys are awesome. You guys rock. And I hope to meet every individual, every individual that has partnered with me in promoting the gospel of Jesus Christ. I hope to meet you in the cities that I am going to be coming to. God, you are awesome. Father, right now I pray for every person listening right now. I pray that your manifest presence and glory would be released upon them right now in the name of Jesus. Lord God, I pray that there would be a stirring up in the spirit around them. I pray you would open doors for them that no man can shut and shut doors that no man can open, Father God, that you would order our steps, order their steps in the name of Jesus into your perfect will, that you would deliver us from evil, deliver us from every temptation to get off of the path that you have set before us. Oh, Father God, we thank you for your awesome love. Oh, man, I tell you, guys, listen to me. At the Detroit meeting, I played a, a song, uh, Waterfall, by Chris Tomlin. That was the most, I mean, the anointing literally fell in that place like a waterfall. That song, is, so if you haven't heard that song yet, you need to download it on iTunes. You need to, you need to listen to that because that is a, an amazing worship song. Now, here's the deal. Let me tell you something. Your praise and worship to God is extremely important. Praise and worship to God in a corporate setting, you've got to have it. You have to have it. Because what it does is it sets your mind and your heart on him. It sets your heart. It sets your thought life on your heavenly father, on the Lord Jesus Christ, on the cross, on his death, burial, and resurrection. I made a statement, and it wasn't even in my notes. I made a statement at the Detroit Revival Experience, and it was this. It was praise and worship illuminates the reality on the inside of us of our position in Christ. Where we sit with Him in heavenly places. That's why, that's why you'll hear the phrase, Oh man, praise and worship will take you higher. It takes you higher because it illuminates. Come on now. It illuminates the reality of our position in Christ. As the body of Christ. We sit with Christ in heavenly places. Are you hearing me somebody? So you have to have... If you're going to do anything for God, you have got to be a praise and worshiper. Now, listen to me. That has more to do that, – that, a lot of people, when they hear praise and worship, all they think about is, oh, well, okay, i got to sing a song. Well, I don't – it has nothing to do with it. What it's talking about is your heart attitude. It's talking about your heart condition. P- worship to God is simply obedience to Him. Worship to God is setting your focus on Him. And your praise and worship, the, the Word of God says that, you're, that God inhabits the praises of His people. He inhabits the praises. So are you feeling dry today? Are you feeling spiritually dry? Well, I'll tell you right now, I guarantee you there's a praise and there's a worship problem in your life. Because there's no way that you can have heartfelt praise, heartfelt worship to God, and Him not inhabit that praise and worship. I'm telling you, I, I challenged every person who was at the Detroit revival experience on Saturday. I said, I, I want to just challenge you to take time, and, and I, I said I wasn't I wasn't belittling the the prayer aspect. Our prayer life is extremely important, but. I, I, I encourage the people to press in to, the, to praise and worship to God. Turn on some music. Turn on some praise and worship music, all right? And, and, and just begin to flow with that. But listen to this. There's going to come a time when you start to break through in the Spirit in your praise and worship. There's going to be a time where you won't need listen to me, you will not need a song to enter into the presence of God because your heart is so fixed on God, your thought life is so fixed on Him that just one word coming out of your mouth, boom, His presence comes. His manifest presence comes. Now, we know that God is omnipresent that's That's just a theology theology 101 kind of a fact. What does that mean? It means that God is everywhere. He's omnipresent. He's everywhere. okay? But he does not manifest his presence everywhere. But listen to this: A lot of people when they're in a church service, have you ever been in a church service where uh you know you've got a, a hundred or more people in there? and the presence of God the manifest presence of God is absolutely powerful overwhelming strong i mean it feels like the, the hair on the on on your arms the hair on on the top of your head is just standing up because the presence of God is so electrifying in that place so you got some in that meeting that that feel his manifest presence and then others are just standing there uh, you know like a limp rag like i I don't feel anything. Listen. And then a lot of those people who didn't feel anything, they walk away and say, well, God must not love me as much because I didn't feel his presence like other people, people were. But listen to me. That is absolutely not the case. Here's why. Listen to me now. Oh, this is some good stuff. Experiencing the manifest presence of God has more to do with you than it does God. In other words, are you positioning yourself to tap into the manifest presence of God? What's your heart condition? What, what, what's your thought life focused on? I'm telling you right now, it has more to do with – so God is there all the time. He's omnipresent. But it, it really does have more to do with our, our, do you have a, a heart of worship toward God? Are, do you, is that intimacy level – In your heart toward him. So it has nothing to do, experiencing the manifest presence of God has nothing to do with if God loves you more or if he loves you less. It has nothing to do with that. But it has everything to do with this, the book of James says. Draw nigh to me and I will draw nigh to you. Have you been drawing nigh to him or not? You're either in the Christian walk, you're either moving forward with God. Are you hearing me? You're either moving forward with God or you're backsliding. That's what backsliding is. You're moving. There's always movement taking place. Are you hearing me? There's always movement taking place in the Christian walk. It's just a matter of are you moving forward or are you moving back? Now, I also talked about the fact of uh, when the children of Israel were in the wilderness, and they were being led by um, the cloud by day, the presence of God, uh, the glory, the cloud by day or the fire by night. So they would be camped out in a certain location in the wilderness. And then all of a sudden, uh, uh, during the day, the cloud would move, or at night, the fire would begin to move. And they would have to pack their stuff, and they would have to move with the glory of God. Now, here's the thing. I said it before, and I'm going to say it again, and I'm going to say it again, and again, and again. Change better be. Change better be a positive word in the Christian's vocabulary. And on top of that... What does that picture of the movement of the glory talk about? It talks about that we are being changed from glory to glory, from experiencing his presence to one experience to another experience in his presence. So when his glory begins to move, we as Christians need to move his glory. Now here's the thing. There were times – now think about the children of Israel in the wilderness. I bet you there were times when they were sound asleep. Oh, come on, somebody. They were sound asleep or they were relaxing. And all of a sudden that cloud by day began to move or the fire by night, day or night, whatever it was at the time. And it began to move. And they're like, oh, man, Lord, I'm comfortable right now. I I am totally relaxed. I'm comfortable. Do Do we really have to move right now? Are you hearing me? I bet there were some things that they could not pack up and take with them. They had to leave some things behind as they moved and continued to move with the glory of God. There are some things I'm talking to somebody right now. There are some things right now in your life. The glory's moving. And you're not moving with it because you are, you're too comfortable. You're relaxed in your Christian walk. And you, there's some things that, that you realize if you move forward, you can't take with you. But listen to me. The Holy Ghost is saying this to you. Leave that thing behind and move forward with me. Oh, I'm talking to someone right now. We need to get out of our comfort zone. Do you realize everything in the Christian life, everything... Everything in the Christian life has everything to do with him, and it has, has really nothing to do with us it, it has to do with his kingdom, his kingdom a king listen a kingdom minded Christian realizes that the gifts and talents that they have the callings that they have the mantles on their life that they have for ministry it it really has nothing to do with them what it has to do with it has to do with reaching people and bringing them into the kingdom it it has everything to do with ministering to people in the kingdom to raise them up it has everything to do with bringing unity come on a kingdom mindset that's why listen to me if if, the pastor there, there's many pastors out there who are kingdom-minded. They, 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 they have a kingdom mindset of the whole body of Christ in general. And then you have some pastors of local churches um, that, that, are, that are just trying to build their kingdom in their, in their four walls. And, and, and the ones who do not have a kingdom mindset, they're the ones uh, who get offended and, and jealous when, when their church member uh, goes to and visits another church on a Sunday. Are you hearing me, somebody? Listen, let me set some pastors and ministers free right now. You better start getting a kingdom mindset, a mindset that incorporates the whole body of Christ, and get your eyes and heart outside of the four walls. Because I guarantee you, more needs to be done outside of the four walls than inside. Are you hearing me, somebody? That's why much of the body of Christ right now is a mess. That's why there's so much division in the body of Christ. Division is nothing more than a manifestation of a, uh, of a lack of a kingdom mindset in the believer. That's all it is. Boom. In a nutshell. You're welcome. <laughs> we need to have a kingdom mindset. A kingdom mindset will set you free. Because where the Spirit of the Lord is, where the Spirit of the Lord is moving, where the Spirit of the Lord directs, there is liberty, there is freedom, there is not bondage. Listen to me, child of God, if you are attending a local church where you feel like you can't even visit another local church, that you can't even go to a conference outside of your local church, listen to me, you are in bondage. And there is a spirit of control taking hold of your life. Are you hearing me, man? You wouldn't believe. I mean, how many? I mean, you know, really. At that point, if you feel like, um, if your if your leaders give you problems about going to other conferences outside of their church and all that, um, you know what? It's almost kind of cultish. Seriously, that is absolutely ridiculous. And I'm not necessarily saying it's a full-blown cult, but it's cultish. And here's what's going on. They are not having a kingdom mindset. And their insecurity, those leaders' insecurity, is what's motivating them. Are you hearing me? Uh, pastor, man, woman of God... Pastors, listen to me. You, you cannot be like that because the ultimate shepherd, come on, the ultimate shepherd of those people is, is the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Lord Jesus Christ operates, the Lord Jesus Christ is the head of the whole body. Are you hearing me? We need to, as the body of Christ, get our, our minds, get our hearts outside, beyond the four walls. So, you know what, pastors, all all pastors can do is feed their people. Feed their people the word of God. Feed them. Jesus said, feed my sheep. Feed them the word of God. Minister to them. Minister to their needs, uh, to their spiritual needs. Are you hearing me? But most importantly, point them. To the Lord Jesus Christ. He is. He's the main dude. He's the main guy. The Lord Jesus Christ. He's the head of the body. And, and pastor, you are just one piece of the puzzle. Man, the fivefold ministry needs to rise up. You know, it's interesting that pastors are, are normally recognized in the body of Christ. Teachers. Are you hearing me? Evangelists, but apostles, prophets—really, they're they're, they're looked at as just you know. uh, Listen to me. We need the whole fivefold ministry in the body of Christ to rise up. Listen, there's important. There's an important point here. As pastors, it's important to bring in guest speakers into your church. Give the people someone other than you. Let bring in people who who have a gift, an anointing that's different from yours. Are you hearing me? Give the people a a a mix of the gifts in the body of Christ, the whole fivefold ministry. So it's a well-rounded people, spiritually speaking. But I am telling you, I am so tired of hearing people who say, well, you know, I I really can't go to anything outside of my church and all this. You know what? If there's that much control, listen to me. You need to leave that local church. Get out of there now because that kind of environment is stunting your spiritual growth. And you don't even feel comfortable even uh, uh, visiting with people outside of your local church that's absolutely ridiculous. Come on somebody. Anybody uh listening to the broadcast today if if you have a question or just something to add to what I'm talking about, you can pick up your phone, give me a call. We're live right now at uh, area code 760-825-0957. Again, give me a call at 760 760- Eight two five zero nine five seven. I I always put that invitation out there. Um, some people, obviously a lot of people who listen to my broadcast, are a little shy. Most of the people listen to the archive version, and that's cool, too. Uh, I realize everyone, you know, people are working and, and they can't listen live. But, you know, the awesome thing about this broadcast, the awesome thing really about the anointing of the Holy Ghost... Is that the anointing ghost is of uh, the anointing of the Holy Ghost is on the live broadcast and on the archive. I love it. So that's why it is important, though, for a leader to bring in other people. You know what? And here's here's an important point. Um, like when I pastored. I I would recognize areas maybe in my my ministry uh, or whatever where I was weak at in a sense. I would bring in uh, maybe a guest minister who, who would kind of fill that gap. But you know what? It, it takes a pastor knowing who they are in Christ, knowing what their strong points are, and more importantly, knowing what what are your weaker areas or, or, or areas where maybe you're not called to. And that's the importance of bringing individuals in to your local church to minister in those areas. Uh, because, listen, I mean... Uh, it has nothing to do against you. It has nothing to do. I'm sure the people love you, all right? The people love you, Pastor. Don't, don't get offended, okay? But give them, give them a little something different sometimes. Uh, just throw something in every, every uh, couple months or whatever. Bring in a guest speaker. Let them get a mix, and that will be a great example to them of uh, where they start to say, wow. Wow, my, my pastor is focusing on the, the whole body of Christ. Um, it, it's kind of like in, in medical, in medical science. You know, you got some doctors who specialize on the heart. you got other doctors who specialize in knees. You, got, you know, let's start bringing in these guest ministers into your church that can focus on different areas. And I'll tell you right now, one of the areas of ministry that is really at the forefront of this next move of God that's going to be taking place is the deliverance ministry, uh, setting people free from demonic spirits. And really, the deliverance ministry is nothing more than a branch of the healing ministry. Deliverance ministry is a part of the healing ministry in the body of Christ. And a lot of local churches are missing that element, whether uh, the pastor doesn't know much about it, or sad to say, there's some pastors who know about it, but they don't want to talk about it because they don't want to offend other people. So at the expense of not wanting to offend people, they allow people to stay in bondage to the enemy. Again, a kingdom-minded minister doesn't care about the opinions of other people. Are you hearing me, somebody? A kingdom-minded minister only cares about what the master wants. What does the Lord Jesus Christ want? Well, obviously, Jesus was not offended uh, by the Deliverance Ministry, because he he spent about a third. Uh, when you read the Gospels, you look at it. He spent uh, much of his time casting demons out of people. Now, so here's the deal: Jesus preached uh, the gospel. He taught the gospel. He healed the sick and he casted out demons. It's two thirds of the uh, two thirds of the ministry of Jesus. The body of Christ has taken hold of, for the most part. Uh, the, you know we don't have a problem teaching and preaching the gospel, although some the full gospel there's some issues there where some people don't teach the full gospel. Um, many have embraced the healing ministry minus deliverance ministry without the deliverance ministry. but it's that that one part of deliverance, casting demons out of individuals where many people stumble at. And you, I'm, I'm telling you, I I've been in the deliverance ministry, healing ministry for over 14 years now, and I'm here to tell you, a Christian that that is called and uh, and really to focus on the deliverance ministry, they are backed up. We are. I'm telling you, you, you there, there's deliverance ministries that are, that's all they do full time. They they make appointments with people. They minister to people. Um, in the deliverance ministry, be, and, and most of them who that come to to deliverance ministries say, "Hey, my church doesn't do this, or my church doesn't believe this," and but you know this is real. This this issue is real in my life. Now, uh, of course, there's areas where people go into the ditch about it. Okay. Now, along with I will say this: along with the deliverance ministry, there has to be discipleship that goes along with it. Are you hearing me? Many Christians, they want drive-through deliverance, but they're not willing to make the personal changes in their life that got them in that mess in the first place. Are you hearing me? So there has to be, in a deliverance ministry, there has to be an emphasis on discipleship. So you, you, you set the individual free, but there has to be discipleship um, leading that person into the truth, helping them, helping them grow spiritually. Now, isn't that a perfect setup for a local church, for a local church to have a deliverance healing ministry? And there, the people are right in the church for the discipleship in the local church. But because many have rejected the deliverance ministry in the church, people are seeking outside of their local church. But listen to me, it sure would run a lot smoother. <laughs> it sure would run a lot smoother if leaders would simply take hold of the truth of deliverance, not be ashamed, not be embarrassed of the fact that it is available. Are you hearing me? And the individuals are right there to be discipled in their local church. Hallelujah. What a great idea. (laughs) Amen? Well, I'll be back. In a moment. Revival Now broadcast. My name is James Brant. I'm coming to you live from the Motor City, Detroit, Michigan area. And I am talking about having a kingdom mindset. A kingdom mindset will set you free. If you feel like you're in bondage in your life, you feel like you're in bondage spiritually, you feel like you're in bondage, like, like there's no freedom where you're going... You need to get out of there, and you need to reconnect. Are you hearing me, somebody? Talking a little bit about the importance of the deliverance ministry, and like I said, the deliverance ministry is nothing more, nothing less than a branch, a part of the healing ministry. There's a uh, passage in the Word of God where Jesus delivered a young boy from a demonic spirit, and it says that Jesus healed him. So the uh, the, the, the Word of God uses the word healed talking about deliverance or freedom from demonic spirits. We need to rise up. We need to walk in this. Like I said, there are so many... Um, so many uh, people that that are in the deliverance ministry that they, they have a a para, what's called a parachurch ministry. In, in other words, it's a ministry outside of a local church. It's independent from a local church that are operating in the deliverance ministry. And so, what happens is. God tries to put it upon hearts of pastors to have a deliverance ministry, and and many leaders have said, no thanks, God. Okay, so God says, you know what? I'm going to raise up individuals who will take this outside of the four walls. I'm going to raise up kingdom-minded individuals. People who are kingdom-minded will flow with my spirit. (laughs) Are you hearing me, somebody? So there are many para-church ministries operating in deliverance. And like I said, many are backlogged. I'm telling you, I mean, I, I've had individuals who have flown from across the nation to meet uh, in, for deliverance. And simply because they're like, who does this? I mean, who, who, who's doing this anymore? My church doesn't believe it? I feel like I'm going, I feel like I'm crazy because my pastor and, People in the church look like I'm crazy every time I mention uh, anything about demonic spirits. Ah, <laughs> oh, Man, there, there are so many Christians that are in bondage in the body of Christ. Are you hearing me? Now, one of the major things um, with the deliverance ministry where there's a big division in the body of Christ, many say, well, guess what? A Christian can't have a demonic spirit. And, you know, and then they get all tangled up in the words, well, they can't be possessed. Well, they can be oppressed, but they, can't be de- they can be depressed. They can- it's like, give me a break, people. Listen to me. Here's where people are making a mistake. They think, well, a Christian has the Holy Ghost, and there's no way uh, the Holy Ghost and a demonic spirit can dwell in the same vessel. But technically, they're not dwelling in the same vessel. Let me tell you something. You and I, human beings, we are body, soul, and spirit. Or you could say soul, uh, or you could spirit, soul, and body. We're spirit, soul, and body. The real use of spirit being: when you got born again, the Holy Spirit came on the inside of your spirit man. Now where can a demonic spirit come against a believer? A demonic spirit cannot come against the spirit man because the spirit man's born again. but a demonic spirit can surely come against the soul, the emotions. And a demonic spirit can obviously come against the physical body. How do we know that? Because the Bible even gives an example of certain diseases that were healed after demons were cast out. Where demons were the direct cause of a sickness or a disease or an infirmity in a physical body. So demonic spirits can can attack. If there's an opening, they can attack the soul, the emotions of an individual... And they can attack the physical body. That's where they can be cast out from. Are you hearing me? So, now, can a Christian be possessed in the sense of ownership where the devil owns them? Absolutely not. That's not what we're saying. Actually, the Greek word um, um, translated um, you know, possessed is actually the word demonized or under the influence of a demon. All right? Now, when Jesus ministered deliverance, he commanded demons to come out. So he didn't command them to come off, he commanded them to come out. So obviously, if Jesus was commanding demons to come out, they must have been in, in certain areas. And that's where a demonic spirit... Where there's many different ways a foothold can can come, uh, a, a demon can get many footholds into the soul, into the emotions, and into the physical body even. And it, it, it even goes into the whole generational curses. There's some Christians say, well, I don't believe in the whole generational curse thing. Well, how do you know there's generational curses? Because the Bible talks about it, and the Bible talks about there's generational blessings. If there's generational blessings, there's Generational curses. Uh, So, you see, all this is, all of this nonsense uh, of avoiding the deliverance ministry and making excuses about it, all this is, is the enemy trying to come in and, and sow division in the body of Christ so he can keep Christians in bondage. That's it. In fact, the deliverance ministry is a benefit, primarily, is primarily a benefit for the Christian. Are you hearing me? It's not for the unbeliever. Because if you cast a demon out of an unbeliever, or try to, if it leaves, it's going to come back anyways because there's no Jesus in them to keep it out. Are you hearing me? So it's like, okay, Satan, you've done a, a pretty good job here of trying to muddy the waters about the truth of deliverance. But guess what? God is raising up ministers. God is raising up Christians. God is raising up a radical people that is exposing his lies, exposing Satan's lies. And there's a radical people who are willing to roll their sleeves up and get in the trenches in this battle that's raging. This spiritual battle. And willing to get in the trenches. And pull people out of the pit. Pull people out of their depression. Pull people out of their oppression. Pull people out of bondage, bondages and strongholds. Pull people away from sickness and disease. Are you hearing me somebody? God is raising up a remnant that's willing to do it. Those who are always making excuses and avoiding that avoiding flowing in the full benefits uh, the deliverance ministry uh, specifically I'm talking about I'm telling you right now the glory is moving and you woman of God you man of God are staying behind by your own free will when God's saying move with my glory move with this new thing that I'm doing come on somebody I'm telling you this next move of God you watch you watch the, there's the deliverance ministry, the, the healing ministry, but the deliverance ministry in particular it, it is really going to be exalted. It's, it's, it's going to be illuminated to many. I, I, everywhere I travel, one of the things is uh, when people talk to me at my meetings, uh, many times they're like, man, James, you are the, uh, God has used you to To illuminate the truth about the deliverance ministry i 'm telling you it was it was about fourteen years ago the The Holy Ghost just right when I got born again, one of the first things that that gripped my heart that jumped out to me in the Word of God was not only healing but part of that the deliverance ministry, and so God connected me with some individuals who operated in that and and it's been a tremendous blessing to, to glean from their ministry and um, but I'm telling you right now, you watch. Just watch that the remnant that God is raising up are are a people that want to walk in the fullness. And they're not this is not um a Christianity where a smorgasbord Christianity where you just take one thing and you, you leave another. No There's a remnant rising up that wants everything, everything that God has for them, everything in the word. They want to operate in it. They want to minister to individuals the full gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm telling you right now, listen to me. Listen to me. The glory is moving. Are you moving with it? The glory of God is moving like never before. And God is looking for a people. That want to move with him. And there is awesome reward. I'm telling you what. There is, there is an awesome reward. In just watching people get set free from the devil's grip. Listen, listen to me. There are so many people sitting in chairs and pews every Sunday. Every Wednesday. That are having suicidal thoughts. People that are uh, Christians that are cutting themselves, mutilating themselves, because of the emotional bondage they're in from demonic spirits. Are you hearing me? Uh, mutil- mutilating oneself, uh, just, uh, uh, they call, they're called cutters. They cut themselves. Even, even the man at the tombs who was possessed with demons, who had demons, it said he would cut himself. He would cut himself. Are you hearing me? These are individuals that are sitting in the church, sitting in lo- local churches. They're hearing the word of God. They're hearing good words of God. Don't get me wrong. They're, I mean, they're hearing powerful, the powerful word of God and wonderful messages on, uh, on Sunday and Wednesday nights. But there's an element that's missing, and Satan is laughing at you. It's the casting out of demons. Are you hearing me? My, my, my. I mean, let's let's look at Mark 16. Mark 16. And he, Jesus said to them, "Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons they will speak with new tongues holy ghost baptism hallelujah they will take up serpents and if they drink any anything deadly it will by no means hurt them they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover one of the signs one of the signs of, of those who believe who believe the full gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ is that they will cast out demons listen if you're a pastor listening to this message right now and and you feel moved maybe you've been one where you've just kind of been uh, neglecting and avoiding this area of ministry maybe maybe it, it, and now you're being illuminated just by listening the holy ghost is quickening you right now hearing this message, and and you want to start up a deliverance ministry in your church, if that's you, I want you to contact me. I would love to help raise up a team in your local church. I would love to come in and and do a conference on deliverance, healing and deliverance. Again, there is no shame in, in acknowledging as a pastor, as a minister, where your weak points are. And bringing somebody in to help strengthen those areas of your local church or even those areas in your life personally. That's what the body of Christ is all about. We're one body, but there's many different members. You're good at some things that I'm not. I'm good at some things that you're not. I, I'm called to do some things that, that you're not called to do. You're called to do some things that I'm not called to do. You see, it's a body. We work together. If, if a body uh, just only had a kidney, one kidney and nothing else, it wouldn't even survive. So what we got here is we got many uh, – the body of Christ as a whole is almost crippled right now. It's not operating in the fullness of what God has for the body of Christ. And the Holy Ghost all along, the Holy Ghost is trying to tap people on the shoulder and say, hey, 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 come on, you need to step into this. You need to step in and operate and do this because there's, there's lack here. If you're a pastor of a local church and, and you would uh, like some help with that, I would love to help that. There's other awesome uh, people and ministers who operate in Deliverance ministry. Contact them. I'm not just putting a plug in for me here. I, I'm just saying, contact them, get in touch with individuals that operate in the deliverance ministry who can be a blessing to your people and to your local church. It's time for you to be uh, to have or be kingdom minded, to have a kingdom mindset. That is exactly. What is lacking in the body of Christ. And that's why much of the body of Christ is where it's at today. Hallelujah. I'll tell you what. I don't know how anybody can read through the word of God. Specifically the New Testament. Specifically the Gospels. And not see how much Jesus operated in casting demons out of those in bondage to them. How people can read over that and totally not do nothing with that? Really? I mean, seriously, people. I mean, there there is obviously demonic blinders on many individuals' eyes in the body of Christ. And if God has put you in a place of influence over many people as a as a minister or a pastor, you need to emphasize all the benefits. Of the gospel of Jesus Christ, and that is one part that has been totally, totally neglected in the body of Christ. Maybe you go to a church. You're you're you're, uh, you're a believer listening to this broadcast, and you go to a church that doesn't believe in that. You know what? Maybe just talk to your pastor and say, "Hey, you know, um, have you ever considered?" uh putting a, raising up a, a healing slash deliverance ministry in the church i I mean you know there's nothing wrong with going and talking to your pastor about these things, maybe that the Holy Ghost has given you a revelation of in this area of ministry and talking to him about it or her uh it's so needed so needed. I, I just I, I just see so many people in bondage. Uh, they you know they, they put on a smile and they shake people's hands when they walk into the church uh, Sunday morning, Wednesday night. But deep down they're an absolute mess, and they need emotional healing. See, uh, many in the body of Christ they're focusing just on the physical healing uh, aspect of divine healing, which is great. We need that. Don't get me wrong, but there is certainly a lack. Of operating in the emotional healing, or, or an emphasis on emotional healing, and then, of course, deliverance aspect. Oh my! Get ready. There is a move of God. I the cloud is moving. The fire by night of this is moving. I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost is moving like never before. And individuals that have been showing up to my meeting. Uh, they 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 're just hungry for the deeper things, and really that's that's really what my meetings in my ministry my calling in particular you know it 's good to know where exactly do you fit in in the body of Christ and flow in that well one of my giftings uh, or callings is to minister to those who have uh, that hunger for the deeper things of God now of course i 'll minister to anybody i mean i'll i'll, I'll you know, preach the gospel to, a, to an unsaved person and, and bring them into the kingdom. Um, you know, I, it doesn't matter. I'll minister to anybody. But one of my specialties, obviously, is ministering to those who have a, a deeper, uh, th- they have that hunger for a deeper, the deeper things of God, the higher things of God. And, and I just love that. You know, there is nothing like knowing your calling and operating in it and it's very frustrating when you, you, you don't know exactly where you fit in and, and you're just kind of trying things here and there and oh, you still haven't found it but I'm telling you God wants you to find it. Seek him like never before. Get in that atmosphere of praise and worship in his presence. Soak in his presence. I'm telling you he will illuminate it to you. Stop. If you're feeling frustrated in your Christian walk right now, slow down. Stop. Just stop and get into his presence and seek him like never before. Because you know what? You're not doing anybody favors when you're trying to operate in something that you're not called to do. Because it will just be a mess, and you're spinning your spiritual wheels. And there's, it, it, So you need to take the time to just seek the Lord and just press in. And as you soak in his presence, it's like your purpose just rises up to the top. And you'll find your purpose, and you will flow in it like never before, and there will be fruit coming from it. Houston, Texas, get ready, going to be in Houston July 19th, Saturday night, July 19th, for a revival experience at the Baymont Park Inn. Uh, north hotel conference center it's going to be awesome looking forward to meeting my texas friends and partners down there also los angeles california area going to be in your area santa Ana, california in particular at the courtyard marriott by the john wayne santa Ana airport on uh... september thirteenth i'm going to be in portland oregon for a revival experience so excited to get to the Pacific Northwest also Joplin keep holding on I'm just waiting for a call from my contact in Joplin uh, to give me a concrete date and I am going to push the purchase button on that airline ticket it is going to be an awesome time Joplin Missouri still looking at the Washington DC Baltimore area oh my you want to you want to uh, sponsor or host a revival experience either in a in a hotel conference room, or in your local church, uh, contact me at PastorJamesBrandt, B-R-A-N-D-T, at gmail.com. I'm telling you, I would love to come to your area. There is n- I'm telling you, these meetings, these meetings are absolutely amazing. God just shows up in a mighty way. It's a great time. People are refreshed. People are stirred up for, for the deeper things of God. I'm telling you, wherever you're at in your spiritual walk right now, there is more. There is more. There, God, God's presence is so deep. He wants to use you in a mighty way, but God doesn't need me. Yes, he does. He needs you, and he wants to use you like never before. So it's time to stand up. It's time to rise up. Get hungry for the things of God like never before. Press in. And I'm telling you, if anybody listening right now, you, you need uh, deliverance ministry or, or any area of ministry, you want to contact me, contact me at PastorJamesBrant uh, at uh, gmail.com. You can message me on Facebook. Go to Twitter at Revival Preacher. Find me on Twitter. I'm telling you, there's some great things in store. God is up to something good, and I'm glad to be a part of it. Houston, you're next. Get ready. It's going to be an awesome time in the Lord. Join me next Tuesday at 12 p.m. Eastern right here on Revival Now.